Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Kevin and Cassie Show. I'm your host, Cassie. This week, we were privileged enough to sit down with the director of the Marine Corps Marathon, Rick Nealis. In this episode, we chat, you know, the beginning of the marathon, how he got involved, the success and the changes over the years, and truly what makes this the People's Marathon. Rick also gave us some inside scoop on what the marathon in 2020 will look like, what the medals are going to look like, and precautionary measures that he and other members of the team are taking to hopefully ensure that the 2020 People's Marathon goes off without a hitch. Um, he also gave us you know, a bit of background and definitely some you know, motivational words to help us continue to train and just you know, feel that motivation to go out and, you know, complete your race or complete your marathon or even just complete your run. So hopefully y'all enjoy this conversation as much as we did. And as always, feel free to reach out with any questions. Thank you. Well, thanks for doing this tonight. You know, anytime we can talk about running and uh, talk about Marines and marathoning, it's a it's a good night. So it's my two of my favorite subjects. Yeah, no, thanks so much for you know talking with us today. I know we're all very excited. We've all been talking about it. How excited we were to hear from you and you know discuss the marathon because we have eight people from our team from our company that are running. Some of it is our first, and this will be his twelfth time running it. So hoorah, okay. hoorah! Yes. Uh, yeah, I was actually because I did a blind you know blind call email just um, to I guess to the website you know, explaining what we do. And then I was out running and it came through my phone and I had to stop dead. You know, I was like, wait, they actually wrote back? <laughs> well, that's good to know because uh, we're at 13 weeks, uh, you know, with this uh, COVID-19, I had to put everybody on uh, telework. So we're yeah. finally starting to get back on Marine Corps Base Quantico and uh, getting people in the office. Okay. Okay. Well, let me introduce you before. So thank you all for um, tuning in today. So today we have Rick Niels with us, who is the director of the Marine Corps Marathon. He is a native of Philadelphia, PA, and he joined the Marine Corps staff in 1993. Prior to the Marine Corps Marathon, Niels served in the United States Marine Corps. He was commissioned in May of 1975 after receiving his bachelor's degree in accounting from Villanova. His 20-year military career includes deployment from the USS Tarwa, USS Okinawa and the USS Tripoli as part of the <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to <laughs> the US ready group during the Iranian hostage rescue attempt. While in the US Marine Corps, Nealis furthered his education, earning a Master's of Business Administration and Management from the Golden State University and a Master of Science in Human Human Organizational Services from Villanova. In 1994, then Major Rick Nealis organized Oprah Winfrey's participation in the Marine Corps Marathon. Following retirement from the Marine Corps, Neela served as the Olympic Torch Deputy Caravan Coordinator for the Centennial Olympic Games in Atlanta. Ooh. He carried the Olympic Torch during the longest leg of the relay occurring in Young Harris, Georgia on July 16, 1996. In 2002, Neela served as the member of the security team for the Olympic Torch Relay for the Games in Salt Lake City. And on December 19, 2001, he again carried the Olympic Torch in Union, Pennsylvania. In 2009, Nealis was inducted into the Running USA Hall of Champions, and in 2010, he was named Race Director of the Year by the Road Race Manage Management and Marathon Photo. 
Milos has completed five marathons, including the three Marine Corps, and boasts a PR of 309.50, obtained in the 1983 Marine Corps. So thank you again for coming Ooh. on with us. Very impressive. Um, you can add being on the show to your resume. Yes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> just to be, so you've been with the marathon for 27 years. How did you begin working with the organization? Well, you know, uh, always a good question. These are these forks in the road that I, I talk about. You know, uh, sometimes you uh, don't embrace the moment, but looking back, uh, it, it really changed my life. So uh, back in 1992, there's two functions inside the United States Marine Corps that are uh, in the community relations Toys for Tots and the Marine Corps Marathon. And there was a little uh, financial concerns about those two because they deal with real money. And when I say real money, uh, it's uh, no taxpayer dollars. So uh, sometimes, you know, inside the government, you have taxpayer dollars and it doesn't seem real. Marathon and Toys for Tots is. So I had an MBA in accounting, uh, went down and looked at the books was a runner, and uh, lo and behold, the the colonel of the Marine Corps Base Quantico at the time says, you know what, Rick, we're not going to move you. You're going to stay. <laughs> so six months later, I'm in Charleston, South Carolina. A good friend of mine who just passed away was a race director probably as, as long as I, Julian Smith, and he had Oprah running the, the Cooper River Bridge Run. Uh, and uh, she was getting ready for Chicago, and she had uh, threats on her life uh, back in uh, 93, because she had talked out against the hormones in beef and cattle. And so people, uh, you know, were not eating hamburgers. And uh, so for some reason, if you can imagine, before computers, <laughs> I wrote a handwritten letter to Harpo Production and somebody read it, her security detail, and next thing you know it, instead of running Chicago, she ran Marine Corps. And then her security detail hired me from the Marine Corps to go do the security Olympics. So Oprah, running in, in 1994, you know, became the rallying cry for so many runners. 429.15. Yeah. Uh, is is the the benchmark so if you're out there running you know uh, you want to beat oprah and if you want to beat al gore the vice president it was 456 i had one of my marathons uh you know i then hoping i could beat uh, i think uh you know p diddy or somebody uh, <laughs> i was having a bad day but those are the two benchmarks that, that day oh and and uh when I came back from Atlanta after doing the security, they civilianized the, the position. And uh, so I became the, the last uh, race director for uh, active duty in uniform and then the first race director uh, as a civilian. So how was it different when you were in active duty versus being a civilian race director? Well, you know, there's three things that the, the Marine Corps Marathon prides itself on, you know, we're, we're, we, we always focus on the mission. So, you know, there's three things that almost everything that the decisions made is always looked how the mission is succeeded. 
is the Marines coming off organized, their organization skills. That's what we pride to uh, be able to put this race on. And then it's the community relations, whether it's the running community or the local community. You know, we want to be the, that good neighbor, that good steward, because, you know, you know, as runners, we know not everybody loves us. No, not everybody loves that we shut cities down for <laughs> hours. Uh, I know that it's hard to believe that people don't love us, but... And, and so we take that uh, responsibility serious. And then it's just the healthy lifestyle. So that goes back, you know, the, you know, the, the 99 point percent of, you know, Americans, people who live, you know, throughout the world are not marathon runners. So we really are role models, you know, to our children, to, uh, uh, even our friends, you know, the, it, it's contagious. You know, it's nothing better being a runner and bringing somebody into the sport and seeing them grow from, you know, walking, running, jogging, 5K, 10K, and making their way up. So, uh, uh, so, so with those three missions, it's still <laughs> the same. I had to figure where we were, but it's still the same. So, really, the difference. Casey was uh, back in 93, 94, the, the Marines would go up, put on a race and come back to Quantico and, and feel good. Now that you look at the marathon, it is on a weekend event. You know, we have guest speakers, we have uh, dinner parties, we have the music. Uh, it's about economic impact. I mean, you, the Marine Corps Marathon weekend is over a hundred million dollar economic stimulus. So when, when we bring 30,000 runners in for those three day, four days and take a look at hotels and airfare and restaurants and buying shoes uh, and it's trickle down economics. So it's around 35, 40 million direct. And then, you know, yeah. yeah. In economics, it, it trickles down. So, uh, you know, it's just, uh, so that's where we are today. I think the, the, the difference is uh, it was so simple mm -hmm. back in the 90s, <laughs> put on a race and came back to Quantico. Now it's so much more uh, involved. Uh, you know, the runners have changed. You know, you talked about my 309. As a marathon runner, the focus was to go to Boston. Yeah. You were a marathon runner, you wanted to get fast. So it was about speed work. It was about doing all those things that could get you to Boston. Uh, now, you know, you got the Oprah's and the Al Gore's. They only gonna run one marathon. It's a bucket list, it's an event, it's an experience. Uh, you know, the Marine Corps is unique because, uh, you know, I, I shouldn't have to remind people, but you know, our country's been at war since 2003. I mean, we were attacked on 9-11. The Marine Corps Marathon was really the first event to come back uh, after the, the, our you know, Pentagon was attacked. Uh, you know, so I never lose sight that you know, uh, when people run United States Marine Corps, they're really connecting that special bond, because runners in a lot of ways 
uh, are like United States Marines. You know, we're a, we're we are goal oriented. So when I mean, we're 18 weeks out from a marathon. You got your training plan. You know how many miles you're going to run tomorrow. If it's raining, it's windy, whatever it is, you're, you got your plan. And because your goal is to go come across that finish line, and especially this year, you know, I see all your medals hanging up. I, I've seen the medal, you know, uh, let me talk about the medal for a little bit. You, and you have to reel me back in sometimes, okay? <laughs> no. Four questions, uh, you know. But the the finisher's medal this year was so unique. We, we had a, uh, I had a conversation with a, a retired Marine and he says, you know, they only allow Americans uh, to go to the island of Iwo Jima, you know, like one, a couple times a year, they were going to be able to go to the island, take suitcases of volcanic ash. Wow. You know, that's an that's a Japanese island, and and then we took this volcanic ash and took it to our uh, manufacturer, you know, in another country, and uh, and and they're putting this the volcanic ash inside the the metal this year, and it's wow. it will be like a snow globe. So you'll actually, for those who get that finisher's medal, will always have a piece of that same, uh, that same volcanic ash that those six Marines that are at the finish line, when you come across and you see those, you know, young Marines, you know, planting the flag at Mount Suribachi, you will have that same, uh, that same gift, that same connection that, uh, that we cherish. Wow, that's so special more reason for me to keep on training. There you go. You want the medal this year. <laughs> exactly. So kind of, I want to go through some of the changes that the Marine Corps weekend has experienced that you talked about. So I know that the lottery was added a few years back. You added the, um, the 50K or the third, it's what, 30 miles? 31, 50K. 30, yeah. Um, you added the 10K. So what was, you know, kind of the reasoning behind some of those decisions and have they been successful thus far? Well, you know, we'll, we'll, We'll go back one. Uh, one, Marines like, we like change, you know, because change uh, is, is my, uh, my adrenaline to improve. It's easy to get stagnant and, and, and keep the status quo. So, uh, so every time we have the marathon, you know, just like any other uh, business or uh, event, you know, you have your hot wash up and you look at things and look at trends. And I noticed that the, the ultra world, uh, you know, that a lot of more runners were looking for that, that uh, adrenaline, you know, uh, the marathon used to be there, but you know, now everybody's doing it. So what are people not doing? Well, going out and run 30 miles. <laughs> so we looked at the, the map and, and, and uh, because most ultras are uh, done in parks because you, you don't have the resources, you're not able to shut down 30 miles. Mm -hmm. So when I looked at the map and noticed that we had a, an out and back uh, about a two and a half miles out the Fletcher's Boathouse, uh, it all of a sudden became, uh, apparent that we could get into the ultra business. And I'll just share, 
going into last year, not knowing what was going to happen, but you, you know, you, you have expectations that people were going to do what we want. The biggest ultra in the United States was at 860, somewhere in that. I used to remember the number. And then so in our first year as an ultra, the, you know, the Marine Corps 50K is the biggest ultra in the, in the United States. Wow. First year, in our first year. Amazing. And I think it goes back to that connection that our runners have that want to be with Marines. They knew it was going to be an organized, you know, it's the first year we had, a, you know, it wasn't 100% the way I like it, but we're tweaking that for this year. And uh, so it will stay around. So we'll keep that. And, and that's uh, kind of, I kind of look at what challenges people are looking for. Last year was the first year we did the Ruck. Mm-hmm. We saw that people wanted to, you know, compete, whether it's hiking with a 10-pound or, a, you know, 50-pound Ruck. And we uh, incorporated one of those at Quantico. And, uh, you know, and again, it was a successful event. So always trying to do something new. Uh, the, kids, the kids race, you know, uh, in, in the year 2000, I was looking at, uh, I had adopted just two children from the Ukraine. And, and, and just like any other child, they wanted to get into soccer. And I thought, well, how do I get them into running? Yeah. And, uh, and we looked at, if you, if you could remember the, the 2000 Olympics in Sydney, it was an embarrassment for a marathon because we only sent one male and one female to represent the United States. We couldn't even feel the team of three runners. And I thought, we need to get kids into our race. We need to educate them. And uh, so I took that idea, and I noticed that the Washington Post had a kid's post. And they wanted to get kids, children, to read newspapers. So maybe they'll buy newspapers when they grow up. So we reached out to them. And what I found is that you know when we talk about children and getting them into uh, the sport, the banks wanted the kids to know how to about savings. You know, uh, Home Depot wants them to know how to build uh, with their hands and do projects. It was amazing the outpouring of businesses. You know, to be a sponsor with an event. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so with that, I, I would tell you. Uh, in about two months, I'm doing my first duelathon because so we've never done that. So we're going to do a 5K, a 20K bike ride, and and, a, and a, finishing up with a 5K. And part of that was driven by the pool uh, is uh, in not repaired at, at Quantico, so they weren't <laughs> they weren't hiring lifeguards. So I didn't have any lifeguards to do the swim portion. So you you know you you improvise, adapt, and overcome. Yeah. No. That's exciting. And it's, I think, you know, obviously each year more and more people are going to do it and using that as like their main race. I think, you know, obviously all the changes you've made have clearly, you know, proven to be successful and I'm sure will continue. I can say, cause I've done 11 years now. Um, I think I love where the expo is located out of all the different multiple locations it's been over the years. <laughs> it was at the convention center, then the armory for a while, which yep. is probably my least favorite because you have to go to two separate buildings. <laughs> then the one year we went back to the convention center but it was like in the furthest building known in the convention center it was like 
I remember telling my wife, I feel like I have to walk a marathon just to get, you know, the bag. That was, it was far. You know, <laughs> it was far. And now, um, so the, the Galen, I think it's a really great location. That's one thing I will say. I think that's a, when it was switched over a couple of years ago. You, know. you might want to enjoy it this year then, Kevin. Okay, great. <laughs> you guys love switching that expo. <laughs> Let me make a, 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 a mental note, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess to that point, I would love to One of your pre-questions was, is, uh, you know, it used to be a year in planning in, in, yeah. in big races. And then I used to go out to about 18 months. But in the convention business, as you can imagine, especially in Washington, D.C., uh, there are about five, seven years out, you know, into the future. And everybody wants the month of October. It's a good, you know, good month to be in uh, Washington, D.C. So the, the convention business has changed. I didn't have to worry about the convention business back in 93. We lived back in Quantico in the barracks. We didn't live in hotels. So uh, now I do worry about the Gaylord uh, national resort and uh and, but uh there is changes in in the in the wind so uh great <laughs> um but to that Sorry point that. <laughs> <laughs> i'd love to understand more about what the process looks like of getting all of the permits and you know blocking off the streets and you know because obviously you're in dc and virginia and you know i'm sure everything I mean, that, i'm sure it's complicated yeah, slightly there's uh I'll tell you, you know, not that it's easy for maybe Boston or New York or Chicago, you know, you know, the, the other big marathons, <laughs> but you know, when you, you look at it, they have a mayor and then the, and another part of a state. So you got the mayor of Boston and you got the governor of Massachusetts. And I mean, when do you get a governor declare some holiday in September so we could have the Boston Marathon. <laughs> Who does that? I mean, that is not going to happen in Virginia. So uh, so when you take what they do, I, in some ways I say it's easy uh, because you got the Marine Corps that is not a city, it's not a state, uh, it's not part of the district. And so sometimes I don't feel love, you know, <laughs> My people, sometimes, you know, I, I like love. And sometimes we don't feel it as a runner. So, and I'll give you a, 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 you know, a good example is that, you know, something like Boston, you have really the Boston Police Department. When you look at Marine Corps, there's like seven, I say seven uh, permits from, e from law enforcement. So when you look at it, when you're at the finish line at Marine Corps, that's national park property. Right. We run on three different national parks. It's all part of the national park of Washington, D.C., but there's three superintendents. Normally, two superintendents like us. There's always <laughs> no So when you go up Rock Creek Parkway, that's a different yep. superintendent. And if you're on the mall, that's a third superintendent. So when you go across bridges, bridges normally belong to maybe state police. So you have Virginia State Police. Then you get into uh, D.C. and it's Metropolitan Police Department. And then you have, you know, you'll go by the Capitol. So we have Capitol Police. And then we have Pentagon Police. And then Arlington County Police. 
and that's just the police for the course. So when we're over at the Gaylord, I now have Maryland State Police and Prince George's County State Police, and the buses go into Alexandria. I can tell you that 27 years ago, the, probably the first time, putting law enforcement in a room, you think everybody's blue and these days, you know, there's a whole bunch of love, you know, among the police officers, but it's not. It's like putting Marines in the same room with Army and Air Force. Not a lot of love, not a lot of love. But so, I mean, that's just law enforcement. Yeah. And, uh, and then when you get to, uh, really, there's three that control our race, D.C., the Pentagon, getting a permit from the Pentagon, and National Park property. And all those uh, permits and uh, it's normally one year out. So the Monday when everybody else is, you know, basking in their glory of with their finisher's medal and got your, your marathon shirt on and you're, you know, trying to walk up steps and <laughs> around. We are filing paperwork at the yeah. office because you would think the Marine Corps Marathon is grandfathered. Everybody knows, you know, the, the Sunday in October is yeah. ours. But there's people that try to file a permit, and you know, because it's government, first permit in gets that date. So could you imagine that you know, some little race could carve out something on our course and we would be, you know, I'd be redesigning you know, the courses. And that's one of the things you, I think you also pointed out about the course. Yeah. What drives changes is the, normally it's construction. Mm -hmm. So when they're building uh, the Martin Luther King Memorial or they're building uh, any monument on, on in, in DC, then those streets become uh, uh, changed. Uh, we are looking at a little bit of change because you know, uh, uh, you know we're still planning, but you, you know you can see some of the handwriting that's on the wall that's you know that's happening. You know Monday. We came out pulling uh, the 10K. That's 8,000 runners that normally would come across the finish line last year uh, in that monsoon. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we call that amphibious rain. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so that's 8,000 people that, you know, as we tried to uh, reduce how many people, you know, with COVID-19 and, and, and putting some space. So the four things, and uh, I'll stop for a second, but there's four things. I'm trying to shape the race this year in a big way, probably shaping it as much as I shaped it in 9-11. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, we're really having to sell everybody that we have a safe plan. So you can see, it's the, my second S is size. I told you I already moved 8,000. I'm moving a lot more people. So uh, there'll be something coming out tomorrow. You know, you'll see another, <laughs> another press release and I hope it doesn't affect you uh, in that. But again, we're trying to draw down this year a little bit more numbers. And then, uh, and then it's space. So, uh, Kevin, you're, uh, 
you've seen that probably over the maybe the whole 10 years, we've always used the North Pentagon parking lot as the runner's village in the yeah. morning. Uh, because of uh, COVID, I need more space. I want to spread people out. So you'll probably see that the, the whole Pentagon will okay. now be under the control of the Marines where before it, it, the, the screening points right. you know, was closer to North Pentagon. You're going to see that screening point come out. So now I have more land, more space to do staging, holding. Uh, we're going to do a, a good attempt. You know, if, uh, I just saw that Hamburg uh, Marathon in Germany uh, is going to go in the middle of uh, September. Yeah. And, I, and I was looking at their plan in a, in a lot of ways, you know, there's, there's only so many things you can do, but right. a lot of things that they're doing are the same things you're going to see that's going to happen at Marine Corps. Okay. You know, and it's going to be the way you start. Okay. And, you know, we've probably done those maybe tongue in cheek, you know, yeah. uh, and we probably, we're very uh, accommodating to people in that in that morning that if you didn't go where you're supposed to go, we just let you go. Uh, that's not going to be the case this year. It will be really, it has to be uh, regimented and, and controlled because, again, you know, uh, you know, if everything that everybody's telling us is that you know you can only have so many in a corral, and you know, so. Uh, that used to be a thousand a minute. So when you came to Marine Corps, 755, 30 yeah. minutes, that's 30,000 people. At eight, 825 was normally uh, last person to cross. I put a five minute buffer, we wait to 830, and then 830 is when the, the clock starts okay. for the pace time. Right. I only have one obstacle on that Marine Corps, and that's to beat the bridge. Yep. So, yes. 1.15, Washington, uh, Metropolitan Police Department will not allow that to go five minutes one way or five minutes another way. It's 1.15. Yep. It's what they want. And so everything is driven off of that 1.15 mm -hmm. uh, time. So what you'll see this year, where you saw 30 minutes, uh, give you a little taste the start line's probably going to take me around two hours okay. to get everybody across the start line because right. space people out. We're going to, we're going to tell you when to come, you know, okay. and hopefully people will abide by that. Right. So, uh, you know, so the organization skills of the Marine Corps <laughs> on my mission statement yeah. is, uh, you know, we're being put to test. And, that, and so that's what we're doing right now is, is doing a lot of these planning courses of action. Uh, you know, uh, as I said, I have three people that really control what we do. There's, there's a fourth person who thinks, you know, he might control this. And of course, that would be the Commandant of the Marine Corps. He's got four stars and the Commandant Marine Corps, you know, has those 2,200 devil dogs on race day. But he doesn't own the property, you know, right, right. and uh, so that's why it's important that we have to have the mayor of DC. And I'll, I'll give you, since you know that I canceled the 10K. Yeah. One of the carrots was, that was on the starting line, was over in Washington, DC. Yeah. So by not taking 8,000 people and putting them over in Washington, D.C., 
and we're not building a camp and we're not putting fencing up was uh, uh, was important to the mayor. And uh, so we so we gave that up. And on the fact that hopefully she'll approve what the other measures I'm taking. Right. That makes sense. I mean, I think, you know, because we were talking about that, was it, you know, just kind of push people out of the race to make so more marathoners can go. And I think, you know, any small steps that you can make, you know, have a marathon go this year, I think a lot of people will really be, you know, obviously pushing for that. So my, I actually have a question about spectators. Do you imagine that the spectators will be able to be on the course or? They will be on the course. You know, I can't, uh, we can't control that. Okay. I mean, there'll be a, there'll be a, a messaging of, you know, uh, telling people to, uh, what I can control, you know, is my bubble. What I call, you know, yeah. is, is the security bubble in the morning. So if you, uh, you know, if your dad wasn't running and he was going to join you to the start line, last year he could have been, he could have held your hand all the way up to you went across yeah, the start line. Right up there at the front. Uh, but if he doesn't, if if, a, if an individual does not have a bib or is not in, in a Marine Corps uniform or has one of my special credentials, then they're, they're not going to be able to get into that bubble right. at, in the morning. They can get it in there later in the day. So, you know, once I get everybody across the start line, we'll open up the gate and mm -hmm. people can come in and, uh, you know, uh, and we're going to take measures, you know, uh, uh, you can imagine uh, uh, bleachers. We, yeah. normally, normally we want people to sit in bleachers and clap and yell and so on. Uh, probably not uh, so much this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. uh, you just don't want to be sitting next to somebody, you know, right. for six hours or seven hours. So uh, if you're standing, you're probably walking around and moving right. better than sitting. So. No, definitely. And I, my other question is about the starts, and I would like to hear more about, because I know each start in the different corral, you do the big, you know, I guess, spectacle every time. Is that yep. still going to happen? And also, what was the decision? Like, has that always been that way since the beginning? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you just, I kind of shared that, you know, there's going to be uh, a, a big, maybe two-hour window. Yeah, so. So, I guess not. So, yeah. <laughs> so, so they, so these waves that you know that we might have done in the past, uh, you you you'll still hear the howitzer three times because yeah. it goes for the the 50k, the the the, right. the, the hand cycles and the marathon runners. But uh, you know when you have two hours, if somebody goes out in the front, they might get the howitzer <laughs> a person that maybe a half hour later might see the planes fly across and the person that's half hour later is going to see the people jumping out of planes with the parachute and the american flag so the the ceremonies are going to be pulled back you know the speeches uh probably not so right. much uh you know we'll still have a uh, a distinguished starter and uh, but uh yeah, so things are different. Things will be different. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't sound too bad just in terms of, all right, this group will see this, and yeah. the things are great, and, the, and then the guys or the, the, whoever jumping out 
So each yeah. one's still getting a unique experience. So we all miss out on Drew Carey, you know, um, or whomever, like each year we get. Yep. You know, like, yep. And most of the time you're lining up for a marathon, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah, you don't hear them anyway. You know, because you you're so yeah. focused on like, do I got to pee again? What do I have my stuff? Oh, my, my, my music's not working, you know, like. You're you know, going to yeah. see a lot of uh, hand sanitizing and, you know, uh, you're probably going to see a, 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 a awful lot more of uh, water stations. So you can, you know, if you didn't want hand sanitizer, you want fresh water and so on. Uh, it's going to be mandatory when you show up that morning and you go through the screening points, every, you know, that you have a mask on. Okay. Uh, when you come across the finish line and you get that medal uh, from the United States Marine, uh, probably about three seconds after he puts that medal around your neck, you're going to find he's probably putting a mask on your face. <laughs> uh, and then you're going to get your bottled water and you get your picture. But uh, so, I mean, we're, we're, we're doing the things that you see in the paper and the, in the, in the uh, it's just uh, any precaution we can do, uh, you know, uh, on, on the era of safety is, you know, is where we're going. Yeah, absolutely. So I wonder, and I guess we kind of talked about this, but do yeah. you feel that excitement when people, when you see those 30,000 people cross the finish line, like, are you really able to see what you've accomplished in that year or are you already focusing on? You know, I, uh, race day for me is, uh, is, is, is special. I mean, you know, it's one to come across the finish line when you're a runner. Uh, I get to see a lot of, of, of runners uh, come across the finish line. Uh, it's, it's one of the, you know, the advantages of being there. I mean, it, it's, it's the proposals. You know, you talk about in 93, I don't think we would have got up and, and, and did proposals. And, and uh, I mean, last year, there was a, a couple, and I'm probably get it wrong, but but basically they they I, they were uh, split apart at birth. Last year at the Marine Corps Marathon is when the first time they laid eyes on each other. They had discovered somehow in Ancestry.com, and then uh, the sister wanted to see the the you know her brother who she never met come across the finish line and we had her right there underneath neath the arch you talk about tears and 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 and, and, and emotion and uh, we had to you know uh, I'll, I'll give you you know every year i get to, to stay i i get to stay with the the last runner that's one of my i get to pick the last runner and mrs mcclung uh, her daughter was uh, uh, one of the first uh, female Naval Academy grads. She was a Marine Corps runner. And she was my first race director in 2006 over in uh, uh, Iraq. And uh, she put the race on. I worked with her. You know, she did wonderful things. Uh, and then two months later, she got uh, blown up by an IED and was killed. And one of the things Megan always that was to give us penguin to the last person coming across. We do that. Her Naval Academy class comes. So at somewhere around 315, you know, when everybody is, you know, pretty much gone, I pick this person and make them the last official runner. And then of course they want a medal. They, they, they want the medal, but 
uh, I have to tell them that they're going they're going to get a penguin. And, <laughs> and they're like, I don't want a penguin. I, I want the medal. I said, No, you get a medal and a penguin. There you and, go. Uh, so it, it, it's it, you're talking about if you're looking for something, uh, uh, emotion, and, and then you know you talk about. Every runner, every runner that's listening to us tonight, you know, I would love to hear your story. You're a first timer. There's something passionate about, you know, that got you into the sport, whether it's your, your role model or your dad. Uh, but everybody's got, you know, that passion that, you know, you know whether it's, uh, you know, uh, you, you lost somebody in the war, you know, you got, you're connected to the, the armed forces. Uh, you got cancer survivors, you know, you, you talk, I think one of your questions was about wear blue. Talk about uh, an emotional at mile 12 going in and just seeing nothing but American flags and underneath that every American flag is a, a photo uh, and a name that you could connect and it basically, you know, a little bit, uh, you know, about that person and you talk about I don't think it's fair what I do to you by doing that because as a runner, you know, I talk you, you know, back in the eighties when I was running, it was about speed. I, I just wanted to go, you know, go faster and faster and faster. And if somebody put a mile long American flags with photos of young men and women who've uh, given their life to their country, uh, you, it's hard to, to run that mile. You almost have to stop. Yeah, yeah, and uh, so when somebody says, "Well, I ran uh, a 403 at Marine Corps," I almost want to go in and give them three minutes because I probably took <laughs> three minutes off their time, you know. But uh, that's that's the difference I think in the people's marathon, and I think that's the different now that you know, experience the event, experience the moment. Uh, there's going to be other marathons. I hope for you that you can go to Chicago or something, New York and, and run fast and, and get that PR that you, you know, that's the beauty about our sport, right? I ran a 309 in 1983. Every cocktail party I've been at, I can still say that. <laughs> Nobody's ever asked me what my bowling score was when I, when I did a 206 one time, you know, it never comes up. But runners, we like to t tell what our PR is. Yeah, I think that's what makes it neat about um, the People's Marathon and trying to explain that. And it's like the Blue Mile running next to Marines. Um, but I was a charity runner several times yeah. for OIR and uh, Determination and then Travis Mannion. Okay. Uh, they're, they're locally right around here, the Travis Mannion Foundation. And just yeah. that, that emotion that you have, even at the start, the way the start's done um, yeah. with the announcer. Like, I remember when Hurricane, it was the, the year the hurricane was rolling in. Yeah. Um, that, that destroyed like, New York, but it was like, so we're gonna have it. I think on the Facebook one, I was like, the Marines will be there with you, you know. And I'm like, I guess so. But and then um, I forget who the announcer is, but he's like, I never forget. He's like, you're about to outrun a marathon, uh, a hurricane, <laughs> you know. Like, okay, you know, like just that excitement of doing it. And then uh, the Key Bridge is just such a, a different experience. And I've run Chicago and I've run New York and all different ones, but um, it's like that Blue Mountain, just seeing those different things. Um, when you if you have to pass a wheelchair, people cheering on uh, the wheelchair person. Yeah, you know, they're going it and being like, clear the way, clear the way, like all the way up so okay, people can move over. You know, yeah. I, like a lot of runners, uh, we didn't uh, 
in the, in the early, we didn't really embrace the hand cycles uh, because, you know, they have gears, they have, uh, they're, they're probably more like bicycles. But I'll tell you, I, uh, it's one of those, you'd say, when do I change? When do I, uh, and for me, somewhere around 2003, 2004, when uh, these young servicemen were coming out of Walter Reed and they lost their limbs, but they had their upper body uh, strength that they could uh, do the gears. And once they showed up at the Marine Corps, it was like no turning back. We couldn't, we couldn't turn them away. We couldn't tell them that go find a bicycle race. You know, that's not what we're about. And so we kind of embraced it. And then, uh, you know, it's not the, it's not probably the, the most uh, ideal situation mixing some people who can go maybe 25 miles an hour, you know, with, you know, runners who are going a little bit slower than that. But, uh, right, right, right. But, but, uh, but it, it is what Marine Corps is about. And, uh, uh, and uh, so. Yeah, that just makes it special. Yeah, yeah. That's it. different. I've sat on the sidelines for, you know, a while watching him. So I think that's what I'm excited to be. His 30th marathon and my first. So I don't know. I think it'll be a really special year for us for many reasons um and then my friend not during but you know. <laughs> yeah at the after with well, the glad she didn't decide to run last year <laughs> I did. Special. noah passed me on the arc and i was trying to jump on all right <laughs> at one point and i've been i tell people was, i've been through the heat the, the one year it snowed yeah uh, right before halloween and going down to the um the key bridge you just heard ice 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 it was a little slick and going yeah. down, and I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> you know, and then trying to you know, make that turn, I'm like, oh, my gosh. But, yeah, but la yesterday was – last year was probably – I mean, you got to run no matter what. It was just – I remember when I trained people, we went down, and they're like, what are we going to do? I'm like, we're going to run, you know. But that was – yeah, that was definitely – Well, in the Bible, it talks about all the, the things that, uh, you yeah. know, that uh, you should uh, be aware of. And I think the only one I haven't – faced in 27 years is the locust so bugs we're gonna have bugs all over the place but even last year once the rain stopped it clear sky yep and the sun's burning down on you so you're drying <laughs> you know the last four three four miles i was like we just couldn't have it in between here you know like not to do politics but you gotta imagine it's raining and as a race director you say what do you you got your uh normal things that you uh you know where i am everybody knows and i think i had five minutes notice that you know the vice president of the united states is going to be on my finish line and next thing you know it you know the the secret service and snipers and people are like what is going on <laughs> and you know at the end of the day he was just a father that wanted to be there for his son and you know who's running his first marathon and and uh but as a race director it's like could you go could he run somewhere else could he yeah it's it's not what you want to see around 12 o'clock uh when right. you're right at the four hour mark and right and it's crowded but uh but that's you know again kind of special you know the, the vice president you know you shows up at your finish line and and, and, and then what's even more special is uh, his son had not come across the finish line. And I just said, uh, Mr. Vice President, uh, thanks for being here. I got to go to work. 
<laughs> and I think there was people that look like, you know, people don't walk away from the vice president. I, like, I got an award ceremony. <laughs> I got things to do. That's funny. Well, this is a perfect way to, so my final question is, is there anything over the last 27 years, like a major win or, you know, something that you really have held on to over the years with this marathon? Well, you know, I, I, I think the, you know, I, it's, it's the dreams, you know, it's, it really is. It, it, it's, uh, I still get excited. <laughs> Probably they're, uh, very excited about, uh, this year, but, uh, the gene, the, you know, the dreams of every runner, uh, individually, uh, you know, whether it's the Oprah dream of, uh, running a marathon, you know, it's just, uh, something special about our sport that, you know, we can total line with, uh, you know, world-class athletes and still, you know, run the same course, have the same experience and, and get the same, same finisher's medal. And, uh, and that's the, the beauty of our sport. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Thank you so much for speaking with us today. Yes. Yeah. Thank you very much. Any questions from uh, anybody out there? You're going to let me off the hook early. <laughs> <laughs> We have any questions? All right. I think I saw somebody. Am I married? Yes. I'm okay. That was. Good. <laughs> I get that all the time. I I, I thought it was just me, Kevin. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a, uh, again, we want to thank you. It's been an honor and on our pleasure to have you um, here. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Like I so said, we've got eight people. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to do it. You know, um, they're they're working hard. You know, they're excited. When the lottery, that was. I'll tell you. Doing the lottery and not postponing or whatever, that brought up hope in March um, or early April. I forget exactly when it was, when everybody put in. I'm getting texts like 7 o'clock in the morning, screenshots. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. And she's going, oh, crap, I'm in. But, you know, like uh, general excitement, you know, for, you know, for it. So. Well, we're going to do our best. I, I can tell you that, uh, uh, you know, the, the general, uh, I mean, the Commandant of the Marine Corps ran the, the, the marathon last year. And, uh, you know, so a week out, the Commandant of the Marine Corps says, I'm going to run. And I'm like, uh, you know, General Berger, I, I need you to work. I need you to you know, shake hands and hold finishers banners. And, uh, but, you know, he went out and ran. So the fact that he's a marathon runner, I think he's doing uh, everything in his power to give me the, the tools that I need right. to make this happen. And, and uh, so if the Marines can pull it off, we will. And uh, there's and nobody can do it. It'll be this race, you guys. It'll be the Marines. Thanks, Kevin. All right. Nancy, nice to meet you. Right. Thank, Thank you. you. Great to meet you.